All right. Well, welcome uh, back to the Cross Training Ministries podcast. Uh, we are in a, a series looking at different dimensions of spiritual growth, and uh, I'm really excited about this episode because uh, because I've got a friend who uh, has a special gift when it comes to spiritual friendship, and uh, I've invited this friend um, onto the podcast uh, this week. And uh, this is Evan McGinty. Um, many of you, you'll know Evan because Evan's actually here every podcast that we do. Um, but I will say something that I know about Evan that many of you guys that have heard his voice many times will not know is that he really does have a, a gift uh, when it comes to, to spiritual friendship. And so today what we're going to be talking about is um, the dimension of spiritual fitness camaraderie. And uh, this is something I think both Evan and myself, as we talk uh, to churches, as we talk to men, um, it's an element that guys, they're hungry um, to know not just how do they find friends, but how do they help the group that they belong to develop camaraderie? Because we all know what it's like uh, to be in a circle of men, and maybe you have breakfast every month, or you go to a Bible study together. Um, all of that is good. At the same time, you're just not developing the depth of relationship um, that really is helping yourself and others grow more into the likeness of Christ. And so we're going to be taking up uh, this topic of camaraderie. And so, Evan, uh, I just want to start. I want to ask you a question. Um, you know, with guys out there, they they maybe have heard me say this term camaraderie. But in your mind, what exactly is camaraderie? Yeah, it is a word that we probably don't hear that often, especially when we're talking about friendships. We use just those general terms of friends or the the, the person I go to church friends. We may even say that, but uh, I'll give a, a brief definition and then I want to kind of maybe give a, a, an example of uh, that guys can maybe identify with. My, my definition of camaraderie is just friendship that's shared with fellow pilgrims. And we can get into to more about what exactly that looks like. But I'll give you a, a little bit of an example of how I can right now, Joe, identify who were your comrades when you were in high school. And uh, that's not because I'm a magician. I'm not a magician. But I will say there's one thing. If you gave me access to one thing, I'd be able to tell. And that's your yearbook. Did you have a yearbook mm. when you were in high school? I did. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they right. are stored somewhere. Yes. Somewhere. Yes. So if I opened up your yearbook, what I'd see in the in the back and the front is a bunch of signatures and stuff from your fellow classmates, right? That's like the tradition at the end of the year, you get your yearbook, you sign. Um, but there would be something special, something unique about those people that you saw as your comrades or that you had camaraderie with this, this shared friendship. And that is that there would be a word or a phrase written by someone's name that I have no idea what it means or what they're talking about. <laughs> just, just no clue. It makes no sense. And what we call that is we call that an inside joke, right? There are your closest friends have, you have inside jokes together and you refer to those with one another. That's because you've shared in something, some sort of life experience that has brought you together that you remember and that you carry forward with you. And I think that, you know, when men start talking about men's ministry, when we start talking about male friendship within the church, one of those questions we often get asked, I think, is basically a version of how do you reverse engineer an inside joke, right? That's kind of what we all want. We know the idea of camaraderie. We kind of remember that from high school. We remember that idea of these people that we shared something special with and that we tell stories about. Um, but but how do we now in our 30s, 40s, 50s, get there. So there's there's kind of your pitch of if you were if you can remember that that time in high school when someone signed your yearbook. I know basically here's what I'm saying. I know the difference between a classmate and a comrade. A classmate yeah. will sign your yearbook 
because that's what you do. But a comrade will say something that only you know and that you shared together. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I think with camaraderie, there's that sense of going somewhere together. Mm-hmm. Um, if you think back to high school, there was, even if you didn't think a whole lot about it, you were all trying just to graduate. You know, you yes. wanted to get to, to whatever was beyond high school. And so you naturally had that sense of movement progressing mm-hmm. year by year. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's other things in life that create that sense of being together. You know, if you're married and you have a family, again, there's a sense that you're trying to get them, you know, mm-hmm. through their upbringing. But often it, there are other circles of of people we know but there's no sense of movement. You're not going anywhere. You know, you just show up at work together or you may show up just to church together, but there's no clear sense that you're making progress or there's there's something meaningful at the end. It just becomes a kind of dead cycle. And so camaraderie has this sense. It's not just that you see each other with some frequency, mm-hmm. but again, you're actually going somewhere um, together. Yeah. Well, let, let me ask you, Evan, um, spiritually, um, yeah. why is camaraderie you know, uh, an essential dimension of spiritual fitness. Yeah, I think it is important to draw out that that spiritually, I'm glad you highlighted that because I think there is a problem among men in general right now, uh, that problem of loneliness and isolation. But um, when we start talking about spiritual fitness, we cannot say spiritual fitness without friendship and camaraderie, I think, because really in Christianity, relationships are non-negotiable. Like, good luck reading the Bible and trying to find out how to do this without people. Like, the relationships are part of the journey. This is inherent in what we do as Christians. And part of that is because isolation is the enemy. We know that, especially as Christian men, that when we are isolated by ourselves, even if we're trying to aim at growing in godliness, when we're doing that by ourselves, we're stupid. We make stupid mistakes in isolation and we overlook all of our blind spots and things. So we cannot, I guess, part of what we're saying as we say this is a vital dimension of spiritual fitness, the model of a spiritually fit man must include camaraderie, is we're just highlighting what is obvious, I think, to most men these days. And that is that being lonely isn't working. It just doesn't work. Right. Yeah. And I think, you know, we can think, I think with cross training ministries, one thing we try to do is it's about, in one sense, timeless spiritual growth, principles of spiritual growth, but we're also trying to put in a timely setting, you know, we're putting it in a modern context. And um, so with camaraderie, I mean, this is something that I think is acutely difficult in our society in a way that is different. Um, you know, we just, we really are finding, and you can, you can see so much evidence of this and you you see articles all around, but men are just suffering from an epidemic of loneliness. And so on the one hand, we've got the Bible that's constantly pushing us to relationship, Jesus modeling for us, you know, living life closely together with other people. And then you've got the society where we're getting atomized and separated and having all of the problems, you know, just in normal life, plus the spiritual problems that come with that. And so in that context, it's like guys have to be talking and thinking and being proactive about developing relationships, or they will just end up like so many men trapped by themselves, problems they can't handle on their own, and um, you know, suffering the consequences of of, of trying just to cope in isolation. So, yeah, yeah I totally I, I totally agree. Um, now we, we've talked about spiritual friendship a lot. We've got a whole uh, podcast series on this topic, so it's something we circle around often. But um, I know that that I've had guys bring questions. The how question I think is so vital. I mean, yeah. we, we've talked about guys know what it is. They have some sense of what we're talking about. They know why. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just in this day and age, but it's the how question that guys get hung up on. 
And, uh, you know, there's different, different types of guys dealing with that question in different ways. And so I want us to, to think about different guys listening to this mm. who are, are wanting spiritual friendship and how we can help them, give them some nuts and bolts advice with developing it. So first I want to think about a guy, and this is the guy who's maybe organizing his local men's ministry. Mm. I mean, often that task falls not on the pastor, but some other guy's got some initiative. Um, he's looking at a group of guys, um, you know, maybe he does have this monthly kind of event, but it just feels like it's hitting the ceiling, low yeah. ceiling. How can that guy who's helping to organize men's ministry, what can he do to help really cultivate camaraderie among some guys that are showing up, but not really developing relationship? Yeah, that is definitely a common problem. We we see a lot. And I think uh, some of it comes down in the immediate, at least, to what are what are you pitching? What are you selling? And <laughs> what are you offering guys? Uh, or how do you, what are you inviting guys to? So some of it comes down to just clear invitations, explicit invitations. So um, not inviting guys to a men's event. When you're talking camaraderie, we're talking about inviting guys into friendship. So being just explicit about that, I think that's the first mistake that a lot of guys make when they're trying to organize this in their churches right. is they default to, okay, well, I need to just be a better promoter of my men's right. breakfast. No, all that will do is, is you will then achieve, if you succeed, you will achieve at getting more guys to your men's breakfast, but you may not achieve actually getting camaraderie among those men. So what you need to do is be more explicit about what you really want as a man in your church, what you're really trying to organize and look guys in the eye and say, look, I'm trying to build a band of brothers, a group of men who want to grow alongside one another in friendship and in this journey of growing in holiness together. We're going to challenge each other and we're going to open the Bible together. We're going to talk. We're going to laugh. We're going to, you know, be explicit, like be, be very clear. What I'm trying to do is create friendships. This is what, this is, what I want within this, not because here's here's the thing. Like if you are trying to sell um, a men's event to guys, which is where we most of us go, if we're or, if we're the organizer, um, then if you win again, your win is I got all these guys to come, and that is big. Like if you got thirty guys to come to your men's event, you win. However, you still lose the long term battle of getting men in friendship. So it's it's changing your aim there and being able to say at the end of the year, because we've all, man, if you're the organizer, if you're the guy at your church that organizing this, you've had this experience of, man, I planned six men's events this year and I had guys come to them, but I still don't feel like we have any friendships in our church. I still don't feel like guys are actually growing alongside each other. And the first piece of that, I really do think is just because you're inviting men to the wrong thing. You're inviting men to an event and not into a friendship. And we've got to, to start there. Um, so the other thing is just, we've got to pay attention to design. A lot of times we're not designing our men's ministries and our men's friendships at church. We're not designing them for camaraderie. Um, so you think about just the simple thing of camaraderie cannot be displayed in a row of guys looking at a speaker, right? So camaraderie is circles of men looking each other in the eye. So if you're do, organizing men's stuff at your church and it includes just a big time of teaching, that's not going to get you towards camaraderie. So you've got to think about how are you designing the men's ministry at your church? Is it designed towards guys coming to listen and, and not have to participate? Or is it designed towards, wait, men must participate alongside one another? It's that thing we say a lot at cross training. You know, we're aimed at them, not him. 
So if you're providing materials and things that can send a guy isolated at home to do at him, instead of thinking through, wait, how do I design something that can only be achieved, that can only be successful if them, if it's if it's all of them that participate, you know, it's a harder question to, to design something that, that relies on a them and not a him, but that's how you get towards camaraderie is, is aiming for that. And I think there's other probably small things I, I could add into there. Um, just, I mean, uh, think through, I think the recipe for a guy like that, you know, if I could give a basic recipe for a guy that's organizing men's ministry at his church, think through challenge and uh, think through Jesus needs to be in there and laughter. So the, 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 and some of those may be obvious, but like, you know, a lot of times when we start doing men's stuff at church, we do leave out Jesus and we just focus it on, you know, whatever sort of uh, hunting club or whatever. And that's cool and all, but then we ultimately never get this shared pilgrimage together in the journey of, you know, growing in godliness. So make sure you're including Jesus. I hate that I have to say that, but I see a lot of churches go build men's ministries without Jesus, without any sort of element of, wait, we actually have an aim here. Um, but then also like make it challenging. I think a lot of guys aren't, you know, engaged in their local men's stuff at church because it's boring. It's just run of the mill. You're aiming at classmates. You're not aiming at friends. Friends do challenging things together. They fail together. They celebrate together. But you got to set them up for that. You got to set them up for the experience of being challenged, failing together, celebrating together, that kind of thing. If, if you're just aiming at getting guys in a classroom together, they're just not going to get that excited about it. So yeah, I think celebrating together, challenging, and and laughter obviously is key. I'm all about, you know, don't make it boring you know, create laughter is, is a, is a glue that binds for sure. I think that, you know, what you said about the invite is, is so important. I mean, if it's uh if, if the invite is just, we do this men's Bible study, yeah, come to it. Mm-hmm. It's one thing. If, if you look at a guy and say, Hey, look, we're a group, we're seeking friendship. We know yes. it's, we, we're not quite even sure fully what we're after, but this is what we want to achieve with each other. Um, it's a totally different sense of direction. And then you're going to be analyzing things differently because you'll be thinking, okay, you know, yeah, we, we need to get up and do a, do a walk up in a yeah. hill or something. We need to do something to get out into a different space, a different setting. We'll have a different kind of conversation because that's going to create relationship in a way that's different from just going through a workbook together. So if you set that as your destination, this is where we're headed. We're headed towards spiritual friendship. You want to join in and come along. Um, I think that'll even create really interesting discussions with other men who are interested in that very thing. Yeah. Um, well, let's flip it around. You know, a lot of guys aren't the organizer. Um, mm-hmm. They're showing up. And yet, you know, they've got a key role um, as well. And so if there's that guy and he's, you know, he's showing up to whatever men's ministries on the menu, mm-hmm. um, can't change the whole system. But again, he can affect the culture. Yeah. What what can individual guys do in that setting to help create a sense of camaraderie in local local ministries? Yeah, I think you're right. There's that guy that is really passionate. He's really involved. He wants to kind of shift things, but he doesn't have full control. One one of the things I'd point out to that guy, uh, that guy is um, I'd want him to focus in on a phrase that, guys, all of you need to be saying this. If you are married, you've got kids, I want your kids to hear you say this phrase right here. Uh, repeat, I want them to be able to repeat it. Kids, I'm putting you to bed early tonight because I'm having my friends over. That's a phrase that a lot of kids aren't hearing their dad say because his dad, their dad doesn't have friends or their dad only meets with their friends at church. 
And that's the mistake so that I want to hone in on. That guy that's attending a, a, a you know group at his church, but wants to take it to the next level, the one shift he can make is say, hey, guys, I want to host this at my home this week. So if you want to take a men's Bible study towards camaraderie, you got to get out of the church building, which I know may, may sound offensive to some, but you got you got to get out of the church building because men who are classmates in a men's Bible study, they meet at church, but friends meet any number of places anywhere. They're not contained to one single building. So a lot of the mistakes that we see is that guys only meet together for men's growth, spiritual growth at a church building. And that's just not how any other friendship exists. Uh, any other friendship that you look at, you go other places together. And so we need to, if you want to start to create camaraderie among that group of men that already is meeting, invite them over to your house. Say, hey, guys, I know we're used to meeting at the church, but let's meet at my house this week. That small shift, you'd be amazed at the change it makes when you have guys now sitting on your couch in your living room drinking your bad coffee that you serve, you know, like it, it really, it really makes a big difference if you can shift that or meet at the local coffee shop or meet at the local wherever, you know, but getting outside the church building is big. Yeah, I agree. Just, um, I mean, if we think about it, there's so few guys that are instigators with relationship. I mean, yeah. light the barbecue yeah. and, uh, you know, throw some extra hamburgers on it and invite mm -hmm. some guys to, to, to come and, and sit with you. I mean, if whatever you like, I mean, if you like to go for a run, Find somebody else, find a couple of guys, take them with you. Just just be somebody that surrounds yourself with other men and that gives them the opportunity to begin to do something with someone else because there's so many people stuck in their small life and they don't see, like you said, they don't see guys at all if yeah. it's not at church or in the workplace or in some kind of pre-designed place. Mm -hmm. So for them to have someone else in their life, inviting them over for a meal, I mean, that just, it doesn't happen nearly as often as we think. And so- become a guy that helps other people um, experience friendship. That'll be huge. Well, let's take one more. Uh, truth be told, you know, there are guys listening to um, you know podcast episodes like this because they don't have friends, hmm. Christian guys that just don't have friends. And so um, guys who are detached, um, maybe they show up on a Sunday in a crowd, but they disappear. So they're not going to any kind of regular men's event and feeling very isolated and lonely. Um Evan, what would you say to, to that guy all by himself? He, he has a desire, but it's not there in his life in any way. What would your advice to him be? Yeah, I the advice I'd give that guy is the exact opposite, actually, of the advice I gave the last guy. So the first thing I say to that guy is go to church. <laughs> and I know that that seems basic, but uh, you know, if you want to grow in physical fitness, you go to a gym and you meet people at a gym. You, you find people of like mind, of like goal. So if you are a man who's looking for spiritual camaraderie, first step, go to church, okay? <laughs> and that what that does, uh, it narrows your audience. You know, right now you're looking out at the world with all kinds of men that you don't know and that you don't have any relationship with. You got to narrow that audience. Let's just be practical here, right? Narrow down that audience to a group of men you actually can have friendship with and that actually may be heading in the direction you want to go or are going. So yeah, be involved in a local church. That's a great first step. Uh, the next thing that I think a lot of guys overlook is just keep growing. If you're that guy, keep on growing. You know, I think one mistake guys make in seeking out spiritual friendships is they're waiting on someone else. And uh, I don't think you you so much seek for spiritual friends as much as you find them along the way. You know, hmm. so in other words, you've got to keep going. You've got to get on your way because that's where you find the men that you want to be a part of your band of brothers is along the way. 
But if you're just sitting there waiting on someone else to come, hey, will you come be my spiritual comrade and then we'll get started? No one's attracted to that. <laughs> no one's attracted to the guy that's sitting still. So, so keep going, keep growing, be that guy. And along the way, find those spiritual friends. And alongside that, I'd say, keep trying. Like yeah. this is what get, men easily give up on finding camaraderie. Um, they get defeated after trying inviting one guy over and it fails or having that men's group at their house one time. Um, they It doesn't work or just they don't click or they don't go deep enough or whatever the problem is. And then they give up. And they say, this is not for me. You know, this is Evan's just making this stuff up and he's the only person that has spiritual friends. This is not the thing is, you just got to keep on trying. Uh, I really do think that spiritual friendship, this kind of camaraderie, it's the prize that's awarded to those guys who fight through those barriers of awkwardness and the barriers of pride. Because that's what you're going to face when you try to go and make spiritual friends. You're sitting there isolated right now. You don't have those guys. If you go try to do it, there's those barriers of awkwardness in male relationship. It's going to be there. Expect it. There's also that barrier of pride that men carry with them. So, so that spiritual friendship is for the prize for the men that fight through it, that fight through that and say, no, I'm going to keep growing and I'm going to keep on trying going for this. Yeah. 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 I'll be mean and say, you know, unless you live in North Dakota and I say North Dakota, cause I've never in my life met anybody from North Dakota. So I'm not <laughs> sure anybody actually lives there. Um, unless you're isolated and living all alone, um, <laughs> then you can find, you can find a circle of men that want to grow spiritually. Yeah. Um, you know, just, yeah, like you said, go to church, go to the invite. There yeah. will be something that'll come up. Um, go to the men's breakfast or whatever, sit by different men, Start actually, you know, learning names, shaking hands. Um, just put yourself in the context of of other men that are putting themselves in a space where spiritual growth happens. Mm. Um, typically, when we're all together isolated, it's because we've isolated ourselves. Yes. And so there's going to, like you said, you've got to have the courage and the willingness to step out of your comfort zone and um, to begin to meet people and uh, allow yourself to maybe go into some places that you wouldn't or ordinarily, which uh, small steps can lead to big steps. Yes. But that's what I'd say to those guys. Yes, yes. Yeah, and if I could well, just, uh, uh, yeah. I'll give guys just one practical thing to end with, and and, and I'll, I'll let you wrap this up. I always wrap this up, so you, you can have the, the, the good fortune of wrapping it up. But uh, uh, one practical phrase that I'll give to guys that can be a next step for them is a lot of times when you talk about meeting guys um, and starting that first step of camaraderie, um, you pick a place maybe to go. Maybe you're going to do that thing of getting outside of the church building, and that's great. And you pick the local restaurant and you say, I'll meet you there. And I want to encourage guys to replace that phrase, I'll meet you there, with I'll pick you up. And um, mm. I think that's a good marker of camaraderie because what you're doing there is just by picking someone up on your way to the restaurant, you have extended your time together by double or triple. And you've yeah. also confronted the awkwardness because as soon as you step into that car with that guy, awkwardness sets in. What do I say? What do oh, I yeah. do? What are we going <laughs> to? That's okay. Embrace it. That's part of it. Right. But if you can replace, I'll meet you there. That's wasted time by yourself, isolated in a car. Don't waste that time. Instead of meeting them there, say, I'll pick you up and pick them up and then go to the restaurant together and drive home. So that's the, just one piece of practical advice. That's great. Well, guys, uh, this is us ending this season on on the spiritual dimensions of uh, spiritual fitness. Uh, let me let me encourage you. I'll give you a little bit of homework. Uh, we've got five of these. Um, oh. Say these five or six times until they're in your head. Captivation, clarity, competence, self-control, camaraderie. Mm -hmm. And as you say those words, if any of them seems fuzzy, Go back, listen to an episode again. 
Because if you want to grow in spiritual fitness, you need to know what spiritual fitness is. And what we've been trying to do is give you some kind of framework so you can have some clear aspirations. And from aspirations, then have action. So uh, keep listening. We'll have uh, another season coming out soon. Uh, But in the meantime, um, think about what you can do to go find that guy, pick him up, and help him on this journey to spiritual friendship. 